0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. All right guys, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands podcast. We are so excited to have Alyssa Darcy from Alda Aesthetics. She is the owner, and she's a certified aesthetic nurse specialist. Welcome.
1: Hi, Leslie, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, how have you guys been doing and everything with like, you know, coronavirus and all this fun stuff?
1: I mean, who could ever have thought that we would have had the year that we just had? Um, The fact that we are still standing, I mean, both like professionally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. um, spiritually, like is, you know, is a miracle. So if we can get through 2020 and a pandemic, I think we're all gonna be okay.
0: (laughs) Amen, and that is the wonderful mentality about it. And that, you know, we got to 2021, we're mm-hmm. still here, we're healthy, and, you know, you're out here making people look beautiful for the Zoom calls. Yeah, oh. yeah, and
1: <laughs> into the tunnel for sure, and I think that it's definitely helped people kind of reflect, um, take some more time for themselves, mm-hmm. explore things that maybe they wouldn't have explored before, so a lot of great things have come out of, you know, a, a horrible situation, so yeah. I'm grateful
0: for that. Amen. That's wonderful. So, you know, everyone wants to know a little bit more about your background. Tell us, how did you, so tell us your journey with nursing and how you found yourself in the aesthetics business to begin with.
1: Well, um, so I never really had planned for any of this. My background is a pediatric ICU um, at Boston Children's. So after graduation, um I went to Northeastern in the city, you know, Northeastern provides a great undergrad program because you get to work in various hospitals and really build a resume while you're in school. So I was fortunate enough to be working at children's I already had my foot in the door and transitioned to a new grad program right into the ICU, which was kind of, um, unheard of at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was the only place I could imagine being. And I'm so glad that I did that. I was there for 18 years. I worked in, um, at the bedside with patients. I was also a resource nurse, a charge nurse. So I kind of you know, wore many hats in the mm-hmm. unit. Um, and after I had kids, I, I went back. I was still working full-time at one point with the kids, mm-hmm. uh, transitioned to part-time, but then definitely found myself um, wanting at the time to make a little extra money, but not wanting to commit myself going into Boston and working an extra 12 hour overnight shift, mm-hmm. um, mainly because the night shifts were starting to kill me, and it's such an emotional roller coaster, as you can only imagine, being in that environment constantly. Um, you're always like stepping into somebody else's most tragic moment of their life, and that was definitely starting to wear on me. So I was looking for something, but I didn't exactly know what. Um, I had always been interested in aesthetics, and beauty, and makeup, and um, all of that. So I did find a course that could to kind of get me an introduction mm-hmm. um, to neurotoxin. And so I jumped on that, um, kind of thinking like, oh, this is great. I can just <laughs> kind of make a little extra money on the side, um, have, you know, do that but like little did I know what I was really getting into. And I, as an ICU nurse, you know, just by, you have to be type A, you have to be organized. You have to look deeper. You need to understand what you're doing, why you're giving this, why you're doing that. So within the first class, the first four hour didactic class, I was like, uh, sign me up for a second one. And oh, by the way, I'll come back for a third because I had to understand it and I had to feel more confident. And you don't get that with sitting in a four hour lecture and practicing on two people um, Mm -hmm. and being sent on your way. So I really just, you know, my personality is to keep going, keep educating, keep building your knowledge. So it just really started escalating from there where I was, I couldn't get enough. I was loving it. Um, (laughs) And it was a challenge to learn something completely different and new and not be seeing and dealing with the same sick, chronic type patients. It gave yeah. me like an outlet to be with happy people and yes. people that were coming to see me because they wanted to, not because they had to. <laughs> so <Good> it, <laughs> it really changed like my outlook on my ability to care for people in very different ways. So that's yeah. kind of how it started.
0: That's so cool. So like what year was, you know, Alda Aesthetic started?
1: So let's see. Two thousand and six is when I began my journey in aesthetics, Mm -hmm. and then let's—we're celebrating our five-year anniversary, March first.
0: Oh my God! Congratulations!
1: It's a huge milestone. We are so excited about it. I really like in the very beginning could never have envisioned that we would be where we are today about to celebrate five years. So
0: that's so wonderful. I mean, that's a blessing because, you. you know, with so many business owners, like, you know, three years is kind of the hump when you're like, okay, I think I got this. I think I could keep going or have you. So to right. be at five years, you know, that's a big deal because you're no longer a novice. You're like, you're like, You're getting into your season years for business. It
1: definitely had, I would say, like five years for me, I feel the most confident, secure, and knowledgeable about the business aspect of Mm -hmm. everything, Mm -hmm. in addition to also feeling like I've mastered my skills um, through lots of training and lots of, lots of training. But um, I would say, you know, even at three years, novice still. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And finally, finding our footing mm-hmm. um in this last in this last year
0: that's so great so yes. continuing on from that it's like I I, I noticed you have a fabulous website it's so beautiful oh, well you. done you and your girls everyone you got to look them up because she's a gorgeous <laughs> it's like, I have a great team yeah <laughs> and it's like so you know with with that being said I kind of want to open up with a couple of these different things you know So like, what's your favorite marketing hack? Everyone also wants to know, what do you do to stay motivated and consistent? And then, you know, what's a business goal that you accomplished that you thought you would never have been able to? So we'll start with the first one. So tell us, like, what's your favorite marketing hack in the business?
1: Well, I would say I'm very much drawn to social media. I love Instagram. Mm -hmm. I love engaging with our uh, potential patients are mm-hmm. are patients that you know love following us and love commenting I love searching for influencers on social media mm-hmm. so um, I do kind of uh, occasionally get lost in my scrolling <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of Instagram and find myself up late at night you know just just exploring people in other parts of the world that do yeah. what we do, but you know, it's so different in other parts of, of the world and even the country. So um, yes, I get overwhelmed and I'm scrolling till midnight watching everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love Instagram. Um, and finally feeling like I'm starting to understand how to utilize it to benefit the business, which is a whole mm-hmm. nother aspect of, of, you know, business owning and building is understanding mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but motivation consistency. I would say, um, overall, you know, I I stay consistent in a routine. I think that's important. I mean, everything from as as minimal as. Getting up at the same time, working mm. out, um, having structure, structure and routine. I mean, my kids thrive on it. I thrive mm. on it. Um, having you know a very organized schedule, appointment mm. base. I mean, you have to stay accountable yes. every day to your routine, or you get distracted and you're not productive. Um, but also, always for me, like seeking out more educational opportunities. Mm. That definitely keeps me motivated because there's always something new, especially in aesthetics, there's always a new uh, device or new skincare line or new mm-hmm. injection technique or new products. Mm-hmm. Um, so just always seeking out those opportunities to further my education absolutely keeps me motivated so mm-hmm. I can just be better in the office. And then, you know, of course, like I said before, just the mere fact that we are gonna be celebrating our five-year anniversary of a successful woman-owned business in mm-hmm. a couple of of you know weeks, yeah. you know, is something that I never forecasted for myself, but mm-hmm. I am incredibly proud of my business partner and I and and the girls that we have with us on the team. So
0: that's so excellent. I love that. And I, I really love the portion where you talked about, you know, your routine and keeping that consistency because you know many times people don't realize it's those little things that really impact you know what your life is looking like in two years three years five Absolutely. years it's it's huge mm-hmm. so yeah routine and consistency that's that's amazing and so you know i um, i want to know Alyssa. so tell us you know a little bit more about you know what you enjoy most about the business and kind of like paint a picture of you know some of your business achievements you know for us
1: so Without question, the best part of all the aesthetics are are the employees, are the team members. I mean, um, my business partner, Dana, and I have been so fortunate. And I'm sure that there's, you know, it, aside from being lucky and fortunate, we've mm-hmm. done a really good job selecting um, just the right people. And it really is a work family. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very, very close. Um, in it like we're a bunch of sisters working together. So that cohesivity, that teamwork, that collaboration, um Getting to go to work every day and work with your friends who you're laughing with and genuinely Mm -hmm. like enjoying being around, um, that's a huge achievement because managing people um, is probably, I think, one of the hardest things about owning a business that people Mm -hmm. don't realize. And certainly, you know, as a charge nurse at boston children's in a busy icu you're managing people but Mm -hmm. i'm not managing personalities you know it's more managing um the critical care and the room assignments and uh, you know things like that this Mm -hmm. is so different you're managing people's expectations Mm -hmm. you're managing their happiness their like work environment i mean and you know just overall helping them achieve their goals it's it's Mm -hmm. a huge undertaking but we are so lucky we have such a great team and truly like every one of us um genuinely enjoys coming to work and being with each other um and overall we've all like really helped push each other to be better Mm -hmm. with certifications education trainings Mm -hmm. i mean we all just support each other with our goals so i'm very proud
0: of all of us that's so great and and one of the things that i really love about what you said there and it kind of stuck out to me is the fact that you're helping your employees to be their best selves, essentially. Absolutely. And and it's like you know, and that's motivating for everybody. I
1: mean, both professionally and also like in life, a lot of us have kids around the same age, mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of you know mom talk going on too with you know especially this past year, how challenging it's been for our yes, kids. And yes. so, um, you know, one of the funny things is I'll have patients in my chair and, you know, I'm kind of in my zone injecting and it's quiet. And then all of a sudden you can hear the belly laughs in the other room. And my <laughs> patients are like, are we missing out on something? We <laughs> come and truly, you just people are so happy to be in our office because we're all having fun. We want to be there. We love yeah. being there.
0: That's so awesome. I love it. And, you know, so kind of going back to, um, you know, going back to the beginning before you you built this amazing culture and everything like that you have at your business, you know, how scary was it to make the leap from, you know, non-business owner to business owner? And in your opinion, you know, what hurdles did you kind of really have to fight to overcome? Oh my
1: gosh, that's such a loaded question um, because yeah, I, when I started my journey in aesthetics and sort of building my skills, building my confidence, I was very vocal to my business partner and I said, I will never leave the hospital. Uh, just so you know, we can do this. We can start a business, but I'll never leave. Mm. Um, And, you know, I laugh when I hear myself say that, but I remember saying it on a regular basis because... Truly, when you're when you're in that type of traumatic, stressful environment of a critical care unit, especially mm-hmm. children, where I worked for 18 years, you build such a bond with those other nurses, your your colleagues. I mm-hmm. mean, we went through life events, marriages, and children and um, growing up, you know, these were my people. We experienced things that only we will ever understand mm-hmm. and so i couldn't ever imagine pulling away from that from my people so yeah. you know we kind of got started with the business and I, I said you know i will be here as many days as i can um but th- you know and i was pulling back a little bit from my time at the hospital but mm-hmm. never envisioned i would completely step away um, yeah. and so really the biggest hurdle over time was Truly, I think believing in myself, finding that um, courage, and also that belief that you know what I can do this. I'm mm-hmm. capable. I'm smart enough. Um, I have the drive. I have the will, and I can do this. And so the fear and the the scariest part was, you know, how do you leave a very secure, predictable type of position you know i would get in the car drive to work you know and yeah. you you get paid or you get paid because you have earned time that you you know you don't show up and you <laughs> still get paid you have yep. a pension you have benefits you have you know all of that So how do you walk away from that to do something so risky, Mm -hmm. that's so uncertain? And, you know, are you even any good? Like, Mm. who do you think you are starting a business and injecting people? I mean, I was having those conversations with myself all the time. Mm. And it took time, it took years for me to truly say, I can do this and I'm capable and I am good enough. I'm not just an ICU nurse. I'm an excellent aesthetic injector and provider. Um, And so thankfully, my business partner was very patient and never pushed me and Mm -hmm. never kind of expected that I would make that leap. But I had a very specific moment in the office at Alda Aesthetics where i was standing in my treatment room and my business partner was in there and our at the time our only one employee who was also um a a master level esthetician Mm -hmm. and we had had a handful i think of cancellations kind of roll in at the same time so we were feeling kind of down and like Mm -hmm. oh gosh that's this isn't going to be a good week and i turned around and said out loud Oh my gosh, well, thank goodness I still have the hospital. Mm. And I mm. like, you know, kind of choked on my words a little bit, but went about the day. And I just kept replaying that that phrase in my head over and over again that day. Yeah. And I was so embarrassed with what I said and so upset that I would do that to my team, that I would yeah. have kind of this um you know, fallback plan Mm -hmm. when the two girls that meant so much to me and one giving, you know, her, she left another practice to come work with us, you know, giving just my half attention, um, to all the aesthetics and not my full attention. And clearly Mm -hmm. as the only injector at the time, you know, I make us a very large part of the revenue for that team and their payrolls depend on me showing up to work. But I wasn't giving 100% of myself and kind of always having that backup plan. And Mm. so it was very soon after that comment that I came back to the two of them and sat them down and said, I need to talk to you. I've made a decision. And I gave my notice at the hospital. And it was, um, you know, I I can't speak for them. I don't know necessarily if they were excited, relieved, happy or what. But It wasn't until about six weeks later that I had my last shift at the hospital, but I will tell you, I have never looked back. I've been able to give 110% of my time and attention to the business, and my partner deserves that, and Mm -hmm. so do my employees, and we've been able to to really um, grow. Exponentially since making that transition. So, but it was a moment. It was a, it was kind of a unsettling, dark moment.
0: Yeah, I could imagine, like, as you were kind of like saying that, I'm like picturing (laughs) you in in a room with these people because I always say to everyone, I'm just like, listen, ladies, I'm like, even if you have kids at home, I'm like, your employees are your children too because they're depending on you, they're depending on what you do for them and everything. And it's like, I can only imagine that moment. When he said, "At least I had the hospital." Someone, some, their hearts may have dropped. Like, oh, yeah. really, Alyssa? Right. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, like,
1: well, good for you, but I don't have anything. I was like, I, I can't even. But like, that must be what they were thinking. Like, yes. why am I not there? I'm at the hospital, you know. So it just, it all clicked in that moment. Um, Um, but I do think that like, that doesn't happen overnight. That took, Oh, that took, you know, three years of building the business and, and really finding my stride as an injector. Mm -hmm. You know, you, if you're not any good at what you're doing, how do you, you know, that that goes into it, I I had to build my skills and my confidence as an injector. Mm -hmm. um, And also kind of build the business, you know, where you start have recurring patients to feel Mm -hmm. like, okay, I can see what this is starting to shape into. um, You know, and it just I needed that kick in the butt, really, I needed that Mm -hmm. moment to happen to say, you know, you got to make a decision, It's, it's you're in or you're out.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, since it's always that back against the wall decision and, you know, it's a true sign of leadership, though, that you were able to kind of like see yourself outside of yourself and look at, you know, look at yourself like a fly on the wall and be yeah. like, oops, and then make a pivotal decision yeah. that, you know, showed your seriousness to the practice and your commitment to your people. So that's, that's a true sign of leadership. Had it cut the that. cord. Yep. yeah <laughs> exactly cut the cord Grown up yep. <laughs> and you know so kind of going on to that into your practice um you know I'm gonna actually kind of move on a little bit you know what do you believe is one of your most inspiring client stories
1: so many I um you know Every patient is inspiring, really. I mean, I love, you know, chatting with my patients about whatever is going on and making it all about them. But like I have so many other nurses that are my patients. So I'm like, oh, tell me what's going on in the unit. I want to hear all the details. Like You want the tea? You know, yeah, I want the tea on like everything that you're doing in the unit. Um, so I every patient is so special. But if I, you know, there is one particular patient, um She has been coming to ALDA since day one, mainly for anti-aging, more skincare type things. She's always consulted with me and she did for years about um, lip injections because she was born with a cleft lip and a cleft palate. So Mm. she has an extensive past medical history of multiple surgeries to repair her cleft lip and palate as a child and even into a Adulthood, She's had a lot of complications and needed a lot of kind of plastic surgery. Um, and so that area of herself, kind of her lips and face and lower face have always been kind of associated with negative trauma, pain insecurities, things like that. And Mm -hmm. so she was always talking to me about doing a lip enhancement with dermal filler, but truly couldn't really bring herself to get in my chair because Mm -hmm. every time you would even talk about her lips you know it just brought back her whole life worth of traumatic events that you know were were to help her but truly as a child you know hospitals and surgeries and being poked and prodded at and Mm -hmm. um but there was one day where she finally just said I'm I'm coming in for lip filler I couldn't even believe it and still thinking like there's no way she's gonna let me do it but that day I remember very specifically because she was extremely quiet you know i all she said was i i trust you just just do it i i trust you and so mm-hmm. i was i i was so honored and like emotional at the same time because mm-hmm. you know she's always had no choice but to let Doctors and surgeons and people work in her mouth and on her lips and help her appearance. It wasn't her choice. Now she was making that choice to let me do something that was going to enhance her confidence. Um, And so we did a little bit and she couldn't have been happier. You know, she's not a super emotional um, person, Mm -hmm. but you know, she just like was very quiet and appreciative. And the fact that she even sat there and let me do that for her, Mm -hmm. um, just says a lot about, I think the relationship that her and I built over time that she found that trust in me to do that. Um, and she was absolutely ecstatic about, about the outcome, but, um, you know, that was definitely, you know, you, you think that the medical aesthetics or a lot of people associate Botox and fillers with, you know, this, um, unnecessary treatment or, you know, you're, what are you really doing for people? And Mm -hmm. I just think in that moment, I just knew that I was providing nursing care in a very different way, but Mm -hmm. equally as impactful as an, and as important as the work I did in my prior career as an ICU
0: nurse. So.
1: Wow, kind of helped amazing. put it all together
0: for me. That's amazing. Someone who didn't have a choice and now they are making a choice of sitting yeah. in chair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that's a chair. Wow. That's a beautiful story. Thank You're you welcome. for sharing that. And then, of course, you know, the kind of a, a bigger question for some of the, you know, people who m- may be thinking about entering into med spa ownership or what mm-hmm. have you. What would you say is your biggest word of advice for those coming, you know, women coming into the business who want to own a med spa?
1: Well, I think first and foremost you have to have like a really honest conversation with yourself. Do you want to be an aesthetic provider? Do you want to be a business owner? They're two mm. very different things. And not necessarily go hand in hand. So mm. I think you have to understand that you can be a very successful, productive um, medical aesthetics injector, provider, whatever, um, but not necessarily have to own a business. Um, mm. So you need to weigh that because I do think that you, you know, I wish that I had had more resources when I started ignorance was bliss for me i had no idea what i was getting into and really did kind of learn as i as i went along um but you know for those that really do feel that they want both um you need a great um manager mm-hmm. you need somebody who is very good with numbers and can work with a very good accountant mm-hmm. um Right out of the gate, we had a um, business strategist that we worked Mm -hmm. with. It's a company called Strategies. Highly, highly recommend. Um, That was one of the things that we started paying for day one when we didn't have two pennies to rub together. I don't even know how (laughs) we did it. Uh, How did we buy the box? Yeah, and pay for our strategy. I have no idea. But we made it happen because we just needed that guidance. Understanding a balance sheet a P&L, a budget. I mean, none of that was something that I, I had ever learned. And it is critical, critical that you right out of the gate, understand all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you need to find a really good manager, right? Um, to to start for for sure, because you need to be organized with your invoicing, your spending, you need to be held accountable for that. Um, So an accountant, a manager, and, you know, a business coach, if you can, um, like a company like Strategy, I'm sure there's many, you know, individuals that could do it as well. But um, not only did Did the business coaching help keep us dialed in and focused with our budget? But it really helped us understand what metrics we needed to be following Mm -hmm. in order to be successful. So, like productivity rates, and you know, uh, dollar per hour per provider, and you know, so many of the uh, retention rate, return visits, new patients, Mm -hmm. all those things we follow regularly. Um, but I can't imagine if we, you know, we would be as successful as we are today if we didn't have all that help in the background. Yeah.
0: And, and that's I mean, I think what you said is huge. And, you know, um, talking to other you know, providers, you know, I haven't heard as much of that, you know, but that is so important. It's critical. Because if you don't know, you know, what KPIs you should be tracking, you know, what budgets you should have, all those right. things you could run yeah. yourself in the ground because just because you know a business does 60,000 in ink of revenue rather for the month, that's a completely different thing from all the stuff that's going on underneath. <laughs>
1: right absolutely and then understanding that the you know the um cost to run a med spot isn't comparable to what it what it is to, to run other businesses so mm-hmm. you know having um you know accountants and and also you know business coaches that truly understand the overhead of a med spot how different that is um and you know what how is there room for payroll like how do you plan for that how do you project and you know we we really learned all of that um mm-hmm. as we were We're moving along but I feel like we always twice a month we would meet with our business coach and review those numbers Mm -hmm. um, to stay on track and help really forecast the future plan for the future Mm -hmm. and understand you know where the business was was headed what can we afford and what can't we it's great to have all the bells and whistles in your office with Mm -hmm. all the new
0: devices
1: but you know can you can you afford it? Yeah. Um, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It
0: can be. And that's so great you had that partner. And you know, I'm basically I will definitely link um that um business coach in, you know, the episode. So if people want to check them out or aspiring mess owners want to check them out. At least they could kind of do some of their research beforehand. Yes. And so they're in better footing. So that's amazing. Thank you. And you know, so Melissa. How can our listeners find you? You know, let us know about anything that you're currently promoting um, or what have you, but let us know.
1: So our, you mentioned our website. So that's mm-hmm. a great place to get um, some information about us as providers, the business as a whole. It gives you a ton of information about our services. Mm-hmm. Some great before and afters are on there, too. You can also shop on our website for our Zio Skin Health and our skin SkinMedica uh, retail products. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we always advise that patients have a professional consultation in office or virtually before purchasing medical grade skincare. But um, Facebook and Instagram, we're pretty active there. Um, that's usually where we'll be sharing most of our promos. Um, you can also sign up to get our email blast and our text blast through our website. So that's a great way to stay in touch with what's discounted or promos are happening. Um, we have a really fun giveaway coming for uh, Valentine's Day. We've partnered Ooh. with a couple of other really sought after professionals in the South Shore area to do a big giveaway. So we're excited about that. And then we have some plans in the works for our March 1st anniversary date. Um, we'll be launching that really soon. And there's going to be significant discounts for a one-day-only event, which we're really, we can't wait.
0: That's so exciting. Oh, my God. Alyssa, thank you so much for sharing your experience and your expertise with us and with me. And, you know, we will talk soon. And have a beautiful day. <laughs> for inviting me it's been a blast thank (laughs) you you're welcome like what you heard please leave us a review i appreciate you listening and your support follow us on instagram at plan life happens and comment on this episode's post also i appreciate your feedback and ideas improving is the name of the game i'm leslie tracy your host thanks for listening